0: You know, it's it's something I learned from watching men is they do not ask for permission in business to succeed. You want that promotion? Go get it. So if you want something, go get it. You can do it. We can all do it. And
1: don't let anybody tell you anything different. Well, welcome to This Is 50, Freedom Through Passions, a show about everyday women who reinvent themselves and, and the stories behind how they are living their best lives. I am Lynette Turner, and as an Encore Life Advocate, I live my purpose by helping women ignite their inner fire to start living their best lives and making the world a better place. Today, we'll talk about creating passive income after 50 with our special guest, Marina Giokas. So let's get started. All right, Marina, well, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to have you here. You and I met maybe, I guess, just right at the beginning of the pandemic and it's just been wonderful to see both your growth in your business as well as mine. We've just been sort of growing together. So you seem to be a very logical person to have on my show. Um, For all of you who are listening, Marina resides in West Vancouver, BC, Canada. She's an online entrepreneur and independent consultant for social retail. She's living her purpose through mentoring, coaching, and training others to own and grow their own online business for additional revenue streams. Today, she's gonna share her expertise in the social retail market, how she got started, and some advice about living a financially free life. Well, Marina, welcome to This Is 50, and I'm gonna start us off right away with tell us about social retail.
0: Wow, well, thanks for having me on, Lynette. This is great, and I love to share. Especially this because so many women from 30 40 onward are concerned about how they're gonna how they're gonna live in the you know in the later years will they be able to get a pension or not what are they going to do on fixed income with costs you know costs always escalating so having a side gig or something else that you're doing on the side of your profession or a job or starting something is, is a great thing to do so social retail came to me after I'd been a consultant of a corporate communications consultant and financier for publicly traded companies for about 30 years. So working with a lot of startups and working with people that are doing all the heavy lifting, building companies, you know, building products, all of that. And in 2000, in 2018, I got involved in network marketing to start off with about six years ago through skincare, because I'm a sailor. And you get some pretty ratty, nasty skin sailing because you're exposed to all of the weather. And I looked at my face one day and went, oh my God. Tried these products and they were just, they were amazing. And so I just dove in. But the problem with network marketing or MLMs or direct sales companies is they're very heavy, clunky business models for the average person. And it's very hard to succeed. Now I did just by sheer perseverance and pushing and you know, like really staying on it. But most people don't have, that energy or time to do that, I just happened to. So I did succeed with that, but I also found it was very hard to help others succeed. And that's part of my goal is helping other women find that, you know, whether it's 300, 500, $1,000 a month, 5,000, 10,000, whatever you wanna make out of it, uh, you can, that's the beauty without any pressure, but not with network marketing or MLMs. So when social retail came to me, for me, it's all, all about health. So I was very open to something in the health and wellness sector. I've done a ton of research on it because I'm also a cancer survivor and I don't want to get cancer again. So what do I need to do to do that? And that shore up my health, my immunity, um, keep my body lubricated and hydrated, which is really tough as we age just to start off with, let alone going through radiation. So that's sort of where, how I got into social retail.
1: So, so social retail is, um, completely different than sort of the, 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 the retail marketing or the, the MLM type of, we know it as MLM, right? Yeah. Um, sort of the pyramid type thing in the old school, right? You know, the Amways of the world, the Mary Kays of the world. How, can you explain a little bit more about what social, how that actually differs? It's, you know, like there's so
0: much pressure on people that get into MLMs to recruit other people. So it's oh. more about recruiting than it is about the products and helping people get the solution with their products. Okay. But the recruiting is very—it's very difficult because it's if somebody gets into the business, they're pushed to recruit right away, and nobody's really ready to do that. Right. Personal retail—you can win just working with customers,
1: and then you don't have the stress and the pressure of. Having oh, that is amazing. Because yeah, I would probably say if I was a listener to this, I would be thinking, "Oh my God, I st- what I don't want to do is build that team." Yeah. You know? I don't either personally. Like I, I, love, I love it if people really want to get involved
0: in it. I love helping people succeed. I've been doing it all my life.
1: Mm-hmm. It's working
0: with entrepreneurs. I've switched in the last you know ten years to working with more female entrepreneurs than men. And I've really enjoyed it because women really get it and they really go after things and they do the research and they do the work. So just, They just approach it way differently instead right. of just winging it and pushing. So I really love it. And showing somebody how to do this social retail is very cool because you can do either and both. And because of the way this particular organization is set up, it's not like your standard MLM where you've got a line and you've got your upline person and they're the only one that's gonna talk to you and your side sisters are competition. This company is not like that, right? I have yes. leaders from everywhere, and I have sideline sisters from everywhere, and we group up and do different things. And you, you know, like it's just everybody's helping everybody, right? We all succeed together. A rising tide lifts everybody, not just this team. And that's very cool.
1: Yeah, I know. I love that. The rising tide lifts everybody. That's great. So when you think about, you know, what your story was about how you were, you know, you were working in the sort of the startup environment, you then became a consultant. And so would you say that, what skills would you say you're using today in your social retail consulting um, that you, you sort of learned from years ago? Communications, working with people. Uh, my background, a lot of it is in
0: sales. Like we're all selling all the time. I just happen to get a lot of training at it and and hone that skill more than most people would. You know, the average bear was. You don't need all of that. But you just take the skills that we all have as human beings. You know, you're trying to get a child to drink their milk Well, you're selling. You know, you are trying yeah. to get your husband to to a particular restaurant with who you're selling.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you think about that, for sure. What other skills did you draw on for, you know, sort of transitioning into the social retail space?
0: I think just really um, the the communication side of getting to know people, like engaging with people, being able to actually approach people and, and talk to them and learn about them. And then you share about yourself. I really enjoyed that because coming from a very male world. It wasn't really like that. So that's what I, that's one of the skills I've really learned and honed with uh, network marketing, but mostly with this social retail company, it's just way less pressure, way friendlier and uh, way more helpful. The people are very, truly they're there to help. They they're in service and that's why they win. Because,
1: you know, being a service, as you know, Lynette, with what you yeah. do, you help people, everybody succeeds. Exactly. Exactly. So you know, I watch on your Instagram all the time about you, and you, you've got all the waving hands, and you, you know the like that you've got the picture of, of of this sort of community that's behind social retail. Tell us a little bit about that community and and how that keeps you motivated and and going forward.
0: Oh my God, it's amazing! Like we had uh, we have do impact hours with a team cool. of you know, probably thousands. I don't know how big the team is, but we'll get, so say, you know, 30, 60, 90, a hundred people on, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. And what happens is that we're there to share what uh, our best practices are. We're, we're there to help everybody work with that, whether it's a new product or whether maybe we have a special offer on, maybe it's, it's about how to use products better. It could be just about community, building community, connecting with people, social media. So basically, that's there's a lot of training there with your 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 community. And it's very open. You can ask questions of anybody, you, nobody, there is no
1: dumb question. Awesome. And you know, you actually make me are thinking like so often we think, well, you know, if I wanna start, you know, getting some passive income, we often think, well, I have to start a business. And it doesn't, like, and that that business has to be a product or a service or something like that. And then, you, you know, you just think about all of what it takes to do that and you start to get overwhelmed and then you shut down. But in this case, I know you and I have talked about this before, is you never really wanted to build a product or your own particular service. You wanted to take your skills from, you know, being a consultant and, you know, selling and how do you apply it, but still more kind of in that sort of independent consulting sort of style. So how do you, my question is, what process did you go through to decide on, your current streams streams of income. I know you've got a couple of different streams of income, um, but what is the process that you go through to decide on that? And, and what made you decide that definitely, you know, not creating a product or a service was definitely not something that you were gonna do?
0: It's not, you know, doing, creating a product or a service, or, you know, I was in the digital space as well. It's not for the faint of heart. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. There's so many disappointments on the road to success and very few of them will succeed. So that's, that. That's you know, it's a younger person's game for sure. Um, I'd done enough of it for other people and for myself. I had a number of my own startups. I even had a cafe at one point in time, bricks and mortar. Um, I thought I wanted to be face to face with people for a while and it was great until it wasn't so. Um, what I like about this is I don't have to create a product. I don't have to have the stress of that. I don't have to handle shipping. I don't have to handle payment processing. Stay up with all mm-hmm. of those technologies to make sure that everything is happening for everybody. I don't have to deal with returns. I don't have any of that stuff. I chose Best in Class. This company is amazing at what they do. It's, right. They put together all of the marketing. They put together all of the systems for not just me, but for anybody else that joins. It's like it's right. so simple. And our team in particular has honed it down even more. Like we can literally launch somebody in 10 minutes. So how did you find this
1: though? Like, that, like that's what I really want to know. So, you know, you, it, you, you're, you've obviously joined a great company that's organized, but you know, that, it's hard to find those companies, right? So how did you find this company?
0: I, um, I learned a lot through my first one because the, mm-hmm. the founders are very, they're, they're brilliant. They're amazing in, in what they do. OK, there's lots of science and clinical studies and everything that gives me comfort, it gives me comfort to use products myself. It gives me comfort to share the products. So that was a lot of learning there. So I took that and basically I was looking, trying collagen products. That's where I started here. And I tried a bunch of them and I had too much trouble with them with digestive and not working and whatever. And I knew I needed collagen just because I'm aging right? and then throw in the radiation. So I stopped using any of those products and I started doing research. Um, and that's where I landed with this one. And I started with a collagen okay. and I floated, but surely been trying all the rest of the products.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that's, that's why I came to it. And then when I saw the CEO, Asma Ishak, another amazing woman. So I saw her doing a video of where this all came from and why this particular collagen and why she brought it to Modare, I think about four or five years ago. And she is now, she did a, what they call a reverse takeover. So she taken over a 30 year old clean uh, living company and has added all this, these new products and taking it to a new level. So the timing mm-hmm. is amazing to be yeah. in that business. And so it just it resonated with me, health and wellness so much more. Right. And also that we, you know, you can pay for your health or you can pay for your sickness. I've been
1: going through cancer. I do not want the pain of illness. So, oh, yeah. so you know, I love everything you're saying there. And I, I love it because it's almost like you had your own problem that you needed to solve. And you believed in the product enough that it almost became a passion for you. And therefore, then that sort of evolved. And, you know, this is the whole idea about the podcast is that, you know, finding your freedom through your passions, right? And and where it doesn't feel like work. I mean, clearly it doesn't feel like work because you are... You know, you're, the way you speak about it, you're so passionate about it. You believe in it. It was solving a problem for yourself. And now, like you said, you know, you're, you're helping other women solve problems for them, both, you know, whether it's to grow their own business or, you know, just to stay healthier, life and, and growing old gracefully kind of thing. So it's, it's wonderful. What are the three things that you do to ensure you're getting that right? What are the sort of three things like you know, your your sort of values, if you will.
0: Um, when it comes to the business, let's put it this way, it's about learning something new every day. Mm-hmm. And I get that with this company. I don't even have to go looking for it. Like before it would be like, okay, did I learn anything today? I've got to just, I have to learn something. Um, I love that. So the learning keeps me alert, keeps my mind happening. It keeps, you know, keeps me active. Staying engaged with people, especially, you know, what I've learned through the pandemic is, And so this would be the second thing is, is how to literally stay engaged with people, even in lockdowns. And it's enhanced my world so much to, to learn more, how to communicate with people through the digital world, because we're going to be doing it more and more all the time. This is not over by a long shot three community, man. It keeps us alive Yeah, and this community is all ages. Like I have lots of women, my age in this business lots that are in their fifties approaching sixty. Like it's amazing. And they're all loving it too. Like you see smiles on these people's faces. You see that they have purpose every day. So everybody's purpose and it shifts and it changes. Mine's definitely shift and changed it from just, you know, like I want to make the passive income to I'm really thrilled sharing sharing these products and and the business with people because it's brought so much joy into my life and purpose right. and all the things and community.
1: So I'm just I'm thrilled with it. Yeah. That's amazing, Marina. I just want to thank you so much. Before we end the show, I'd love to just kind of rapid fire three questions at you. Don't think too seriously about them. Just from your gut, okay? Um, where do you hope to be in ten years?
0: Oh my God, sailing somewhere. Awesome.
1: On a big on
0: a big sailboat. Yeah, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be on the water again. Yeah. Awesome. And what advice would you give your thirty-year-old self? Oh. You know, it's it's something I learned from watching men is they do not ask for permission in business to succeed. You want that promotion, go get it. So if you want something, go get it. You can do it. We can all do it. And don't let anybody tell you anything different.
1: Wow, I love it. Finish the sentence. I have zero time for. Oh, I
0: have zero time for whiners. (laughs) All right, I love it. Yeah, just like, don't blame it everybody else.
1: You know what, you can it, it's your choice to have a good day. Absolutely, I love that. Well, on that note, Marina, we are gonna say goodbye. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing this podcast out to the world. And uh, thank again, thanks again, and I hope to have you on the show again. I would love to, I've really enjoyed this and I just love
0: sharing with women. It's like we're really gonna become a big passion of mine. So thank you very much for the
1: opportunity. All right. Thanks, Marina. Bye.